Hello and welcome to another episode of the Infinite Canvas Creator Spotlight. My name is Sebastian Park, and as not always, not joined by Todd today, but instead joined by someone who I've been really wanting to talk to the last few months, Ryan, Rye Guy Rocky himself, Damon. Damon? Damon. Heck yeah. Ryan, how's it going, my guy? It's going great. It's going great. Really excited to be here. Really excited to do this. I'm, I've honestly been waiting for this for, as you know, a little bit now. And uh, I've been, I've just been really excited to do this, uh, this podcast. Well, let's just jump straight into it then. I mean, let's start from the beginning. Let's go back to the East Coast before you even were in gaming. How did you get your start? Yeah, yeah. So um, I grew up in uh, just south of Boston and um, I'd been there forever. I've always been into playing video games. It's been a thing my m most of my life. I remember from a young age playing uh, Nintendo 64, GameCube, whatnot. Mm -hmm. And it's always been just a big part of my life. And then as I got older, um, you know, and school started becoming more prevalent, um, I got uh, a laptop at some point in there to help with schooling. Didn't use it for schooling. <laughs> Does anyone? <laughs> ended, yeah. Ended up uh, just downloading, you know, Minecraft and what other other games I could find. I was a big uh, player of, uh, I'm not sure if you know the uh, MMO RuneScape. Oh, come on, man. I, I got a story for Perfect. you, but huge fan of RuneScape. Got, I have a party Perfect. hat. That's all you have was, to know about it. I got like, I, I do too. I got several. I love, it. I yeah. love RuneScape, man. And so I've, I've been, I, I, I started with RuneScape, moved over to Minecraft, and I played, just played it on my laptop for fun. And somewhere in there, I started just filming just, for fun, right? I think mm -hmm. my first video for was in 2008 and it was a RuneScape video. Um, and then when I picked up Minecraft in 2011, that's when I made the transition and started just posting Minecraft. Not not thinking it was for anything, right? Like I wasn't trying to be a YouTuber. I wasn't, I just wanted people to see my gaming clips and I wanted to be able to share them and like be like, show my friends. I'm like, oh cool, look at this awesome gaming clip I just did or made and I'd like to show people. And then it just kind of, snowballed uh, let's talk about that snowball right because i think what a lot of people who hear about this podcast but also creators mm -hmm. and younger people as well they, they tend to seem to think that the snowball was predestined that it was just going to happen always and don't understand sort of the like trials and tribulations of part of that snowball so let's talk about that snowball let's start yeah. with the runescape videos you're creating and then how do you transition to minecraft and what when did you feel as a follow-up to that, was your big break that you've really, truly made it and are starting to make real money? Yeah, sure. Um, so I started, obviously, with RuneScape. And that was, I mean, we're talking, like, maybe 8 to 10 viewers a video. Like, that's all it was in the RuneScape days. And I, and the reason I made the transition was just because, as, as one does, when you've played a lot of RuneScape and you started maxing out all your stats, you kind of get bored. And you're like, I, I kind of need something new, you know? I need something new to do. And so my transition to Minecraft was simply... I was on YouTube because I was an, a very active YouTube viewer at the time. Mm. Um, and I believe it was CNanners uploaded uh, a Minecraft Let's Play. And that was like a big deal. So I was like, oh, this game looks cool. This <laughs> like, must have looks... been like 2009, I think, was back when Probably they were active. 10 or 11, 10 or 11. I guess. Because cool. Minecraft came out uh, technically 2010. Technically, it started in 29, yeah. 2009, but no one found it then. So, um, But yeah, so he started uploading it. And then I know I started around 2010, 2011, starting to dabble in Minecraft. And I was just playing it at that time. Um, but then I realized that what I, what I was doing was I was playing Minecraft. And while I was playing it, I was searching things on YouTube on how to do it in <laughs> Minecraft. Right. And right. I was like, well, wait a minute. 
why don't I just make videos explaining these things? Cause they're the ones that are out there first off are terrible. And I was like, I could do it slightly better. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, this is coming from an ignorant 13, 12 year old, whatever kid I was at the time. And I could not do it better, <laughs> but I gave it a shot. So, you know, I gave it an attempt, started doing like tutorials. So I was big into redstone back in the day. Mm-hmm. So I was showing off how to do what was called. It was a big redstone trick back in the day called the five o'clock. Um, and then I was doing stuff like how to build a trapdoor drawbridge and all sorts of different things you could do for your base. And and that started to probably get me a few hundred viewers when I started doing the tutorial stuff because people are searching, how do I do this in Minecraft? Right, that was a right. huge search topic back then. And back then, search was everything too. Um, you know, because at that point, that was before watch time had taken over and before the big game, what I call the gaming boom um, that happened when uh, obviously gaming took over the whole front page. But um, I, I basically just kept playing Minecraft, doing tutorials for a while. And it was just kind of a thing I'd post once every three, four months, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kept just doing that and doing that. And then um, mo- modded Minecraft started to really take off. And this was around the time that you had people like Yogg's Cast, Lewis and Simon, or back then were known as Blue Zephos. Um, they ended up having a, uh, a series that got such good audience retention and watch time that YouTube was recommending them everywhere. And gaming content in general was being recommended everywhere because it was easy to digest. It was longer form. And so it just hit that YouTube algorithm perfectly back then. And and I use algorithm lightly because that was, I think before it was technically a full like AI and all the crazy stuff it is now, but there were some people involved for sure. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And so they took over the front page and I just was kind of like, well, people are, starting to make money on this like real money because this right. is when like you know i was a big fan of captain sparkles mm-hmm. he started it started getting some nice cars and i think i even started seeing some other youtubers start getting nice stuff and i was like you can do that from minecraft what like just by and i i wasn't making any money on youtube at this point right. so i was like i gotta take this seriously so starting in 2013 i started uploading daily mm. i was like i gotta i gotta take this seriously i can't be uploading every few months i gotta do every single day and so I would sit down, I'd plan out content after school, I'd film it, I'd be, you know, I'm still going to school during this time, so I'm going to school during the day. And then I'd come home at night and I'd be on my computer till 10, 11 at night. And my parents are like, what are you doing? And like, they were super against it at first. They're like, you're spending way too much time on your computer right, right. and all that sort of thing. And it was, it was hard to sort of navigate a perfect middle ground between like family life, game life, and like what I wanted. Cause like, I knew that like, if I started trying to do this and I, I was kind of like, I don't know why I had this realization so young, but like if I started when I was 13, Mm -hmm. most people aren't starting going for their dreams or their passions or whatever it might be till they're out of college or out of high school. So that was going to give me years of an advantage of working towards it that other people just weren't going to have. Man, you're you're ahead of the curve, Ryan. I got to ask while, while you're thinking about this stuff, you mentioned that, the videos you were watching, you're like, wow, these weren't good. Did you think your videos were good though? Did you like have that confidence or were you like, wow, this is, I can see how I can improve my own videos. So I, I was a little cocky uh, when it came to my content. I definitely thought my content was like a step above the rest. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, I was adding humor in. And especially when we got to what I, the mod mod days where we would showcase like different mods in the community. Like that's when I felt like my content is pretty top tier. Um, but I also had the realization that top tier content doesn't necessarily mean views. Right. So right. that that's like, while I, well, the content was like the perfect thing that I would watch. It doesn't mean a mass audience is it's perfect for them. Mm. So I think the realization was 
making content for what I would be interested in versus making what a larger audience would be interested in was kind of like the difference there. That's crazy, man. Like, so what you've, what you've basically described is like the creator's journey at age 13, right? Yeah. Putting in the work, make like Ira Glass has a great, just got put in a huge volume of work and going from making a video from once every few months to daily to realizing, hey, like you actually do care about being like, you know, there are people who become like very bespoke, esoteric YouTubers who like right. make only the stuff they want to do. And you're like, nah, that's not for me. I want some no. mainstream appeal. And yeah, then going well, after that. That's that's the point of doing this for me. Like everyone has their reason. Right, right, right. Like, right. My, my, my reason for doing it is I don't want to entertain a thousand people or 10,000. I want to entertain millions of people every single month on a consistent basis. And I want that to stick around. And like, I Minecraft was a perfect way to do that. It was it was a niche and it still is kind of I mean, I know it's broken up now into several different niches, but at the time it was a niche. Right. And it was the perfect niche to sort of like get involved in. There was millions of eyes on it. And you could upload anything Minecraft. You could even have a bad video and get thousands of views. So it's like it gave an opportunity for a beginner videographer in any form to sort of make a name for yourself, regardless of your skill level. And then you can improve as time went on, For right? Sure. Like that was the that was the best part. Was like it, it it didn't feel like you had to be producing a crazy movie every single day. It felt like okay, I can make videos, and if one isn't up to the mark, then I'll figure out why it wasn't up to the mm -hmm. mark. But like in general, I'm not having to produce a triple A you know style video. So Ryan, let's fast forward a bit here. Do you remember the first video you put out where you're like, wow? I think I'm starting to be really good at this, at reaching my goals of hitting the mass market, being good in this niche. I kind of have two answers here. Cool. Yep. <laughs> so so uh, the first video where I was like, dang, I can really hit a mass market and really like got, I had a viral video that hit, I think, half a million views in under a month, which for me, when I was only getting about, you know, one to 10,000 views a video, that was a massive leap in views. Yeah, the 50x. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it was like, okay, what did I do here? Well, I basically... Um, and I, I wish I, I took, I did more, was uh, more knowledgeable back then, but I didn't realize what I was doing was I took a viral concept, which I don't know if you remember the YouTube viral YouTube video back then called how animals eat their food. Oh, yeah. That's... It was like a bunch of dudes sitting <laughs> yeah, at a table yeah, yeah. doing weird stuff. And oh, I was like, man. I'm going to recreate that in Minecraft. The video was awful. <laughs> it was, it was really, really bad. Um, but it got 500,000 views. Um, now, I, the, and the reason I said there was two answers there is because I, I didn't like the quality of that one, even though it did well. Probably the first one that did well that I enjoyed the quality was, of was another trend, which was doing, um, oh God, I can't even remember the name of the trend. I, I know it was like, it was a song, it was a dance trend. Um, it was popularized by uh, Filthy Frank or Pink Guy. It's, oh, it's driving me crazy. But there was a trend there. Well, hey, and Nate, if you're uh, Nate, our editor, when you're watching this, if you can just like put a link in the bottom to fill out what this trend is, I'd be much obliged. We'll figure it out later. But so you did a trend video and I'm guessing that popped off too then. Yeah, I, there we go. I just looked it up. It's the Harlem Shake. Oh, the Harlem Shake. The one yeah, that freezes, right? Like, yes. Every, yeah. And then it does the drop and yeah. everyone's going crazy. Exactly. That I did that in Minecraft basically. And that did really well. And it was a high quality video. So and that was, was like 2013, I want to say, right? Like almost Somewhere 80 there, years yeah. ago, man. Almost yeah. 80 years ago. That is weird to think about. So <laughs> what's, what's the last eight years been like for you then? uh incredible <laughs> to put it lightly i mean i i'm so thankful for like the position i've been mm. i've been given and like 
you know, because I, I, I do realize there is an aspect of luck here as well. Like mm -hmm. a lot of creators like to deny the aspect of luck that is there, but there is an aspect of luck. Um, you can put in all the hard work. I, and I know people that will put in tens of, you know, sometimes even hundreds of hours in a week, like just trying to get YouTube videos to take off and they're having no luck. And, right. you know, so there, there is this luck aspect to it, but I think, I think it was the perfect mix of, um, you know, uh, I, I like the saying of luck is really a culmination of being at the right place at the right time. Yep. And being prepared. And, and exactly. Yeah. And so I, 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 I was just really, I've been in that mentality for the last, like, you know, X amount of years, eight years, nine years. And I've just kept that in my mind. Like I, if I just keep doing this, it's going to work eventually. It's going to work eventually. And sure enough, in 2015, I had my break. Right. Um, so I was in college. My family was very, uh, they they don't they don't see it this way. I see it this way. They were very pushy about us going to college, and I get it, right? You know, college is really important, but it just in my mind, I knew what I wanted to do. I was going to college and spending more time on videos than actual college, and I knew that's when it was like I'm spending so much money to be here when I could leave, start doing YouTube full time, and yeah, I'm not going to be making a killing. Cause at this point, I think I was making like two or three thousand dollars a month. But I'm like, I could live with my family for a little while, just work on this and see where I could get it to. And I can always go back to college later. So after a year in college or a year and a half in college, I went to my family was basically like, look, I, I want to drop out. I want to I want to leave. I want to pursue this YouTube thing while I still have a chance. Right. Because if I'm not able to dedicate myself to it, I was really afraid that was going to be the reason I couldn't do it was because I couldn't put my time and effort into it. Um, and so my dad, super supportive, was like, I'm surprised you didn't ask sooner. Uh, my mom was still kind of against it at the time, definitely for it now, but like, it was definitely not, it was kind of more weary, but, um, so they let me do it. They're like, yep, we'll let you do it. Um, I had a, basically a year living at the house before they were like, you're going to pay rent after a year. Uh, and I was like, you know what? That's fine. Um, and so I set up an office in our basement and I started really just every day, waking up early, starting the YouTube grind, finishing. And I had some really good people during that time that were, you know, mentoring me and they're, they're also YouTubers. Um, and, you know, they, they were just they were some of the best people to really just push and put like push me to be a better version of myself. Um, and sure enough, after about three to four months of moving out and just working in my parents basement, uh, I had a viral series and I was getting about a million, two million views a video. I think it was called Minecraft. Who's your daddy? It was taking a game called Who's Your Daddy, bringing it to Minecraft. And we did it. And that it exploded and that I, I made several twist off series that have honestly lasted me up until this year. And that's <laughs> what's buried me that long. And then uh, the show started to die down this year um, mm -hmm. in last year, they kind of fizzled. And so I was like, you know, in 2021, I really needed to get my groove back and figure out, you know, like we got to do some deep dives. We got to get some stuff going on. And sure enough, we were able to pop off on another viral trend. And we're, we were getting just a few weeks ago, about a million views of video. And now we're sitting at anywhere from half a million to a million views video still. So amazing. And I think that speaks so much to why I wanted to talk to you, Ryan, which is just you're such a cerebral person. A lot of people think y'all just go into a room and just make a video and call it a yeah. day. This is this is what we're talking about. This is exactly the kind of stuff that happens in the user generated economy where mm -hmm. you're back there really iterating and tinkering. And so one question I had is that you made a choice that a lot of people have been arguing about, right? So a lot of people keep mm. stuff on the same channel. You actually made a choice to diversify into not just your Minecraft main channel, but also a Minecraft RP channel and most recently a Roblox channel. Do you want to give yeah. us a little bit of color as to like what brought you into Roblox and, and to really split up the channels like you did? 
Yeah, well, I, I was given an opportunity, like I said, in 2015 with the first like surgence of my channel. And the second I got that, I was like, that summer, I moved out, moved to Texas, and I was like, I'm gone. Left Boston to Texas, here we go. And it was a huge moment for me because being out in Texas and being on my own, I had to succeed, right? Like, I, I had to. I mean, I'm on my own now. And so it, it was kind of like my big wake-up call of like, okay, right now I am a YouTuber. I, I film all my own stuff. I think I had an editor at this point, so I don't think I it was editing. But like th that year, I had basically up to that point, I was doing all the editing. I was doing all the writing, all the recording, everything. I was like, this is a lot of work. And I was like, how can I expand this? How can I make this bigger than what it is? So uh, I basically was like, I talked to my dad, who luckily he is an entrepreneur himself. He's been a business person his whole life. And so I went to him and I was like, hey, can I expand this thing? And we came up with a small little game plan of like getting editors, writers, et cetera, et cetera, and starting a mini media company to produce content around me. And so that, so we started with just getting the main channel focused. And then within a couple of years, I was like, well, we have this opportunity where we can produce loads of content because we have so many people holding up so many pieces that we have an advantage that others don't, which is I can film more. So we were like, let's start a Roblox channel because Roblox was a game that my friend uh, at the time had been hounding me to get into. Like smart friend, <laughs> very smart friend. Well, he was he was in Roblox years, like since 2009 and 10. He's been addicted to it. So he's been in it for a very long time. And he was like, I'm telling you, it's kind of so I, I mean, I ended up listening. It obviously, was a great decision. Um, and so we started the Roblox content and I, I decided to move the role play content. That was a more recent move. Like I, I brought up how uh, with my channel, the, the, the role play stuff that was got me big in 2015 was kind of fizzling on the main channel. And so I was like, I'm going to move it to a secondary channel because it's still generating a decent bit of income. And so I was like, I don't want to just throw it off, right? Like I'm not going to get rid of a, a large income source like that. I, so we, we basically just put it on a side channel. We were like, it may lose some viewers, like 20, 30%, but I'm willing to sacrifice that to see what we can make the main channel turn into. And yeah, it, it was just, it was the right call. Having so many people in so many places helping me keep up all these different channels and keep them up and running was definitely the right move because, when, you know, one of the biggest mistakes I'm sure you're aware creators make is they don't diversify. Yeah. And even like even within the YouTube platform, you can do different channels. I mean, mm -hmm. you have between merchandising, between in, in the Minecraft space, you have servers in the Roblox space, you have games you can right, create or right. experiences. So there's so many different ways creators can diversify their income and Many of them don't. And I just, I didn't want to be another statistic of a YouTuber who was around for two to three years and then gone. I did not want to be that statistic. Love it, man. Love it. So let's talk about you not becoming a statistic. We'd love to just yeah. wrap up this part of the segment with like, what's next? What does 2022 yeah. and 2023 hold for Mr. Ryan? Tons, tons, tons. I'm so excited for this. So we have so much coming up. I mean, we are not only have we finally gotten our main channel back to points where I feel I'm comfortable and like our channels are comfortable because like 2020 and 2021 was rough for us to start. Like it was really rough. Mm. I mean, we were we were losing money uh, pretty hard because just our views had fallen off that hard. And that's why I was like, it's time to revamp and redo. And then we finally turned everything back into a pretty positive ROI. And now everything was looking good. And so now that we have positive cash flow again, we're like, okay, so where can we start, you know, moving stuff around right. to keep Investing, this, to keep growing, going up? Yeah. Yep. Keep it going. Keep it going. Um, and so we're right now we're working on like, we're looking at Minecraft servers, doing a Minecraft server thing. We're also looking at building Roblox games. Mm -hmm. We're also looking at 
um, expanding into um, other, even other channels and avenues. So I'm not sure if you're familiar. There's a channel out there called Crafty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't say too much on the channel itself, but I can say I'm very familiar with the people who run it. I'm very familiar with like everything going on behind the scenes there. And we're we also want to do something similar to Crafty, and we're so we're going to be launching a channel, and we're starting to launch brands that I'm not the face of. Rocky Media, my company, is going to be producing content outside of just my face now, because I can only be in so many places at once. Right. So type of that, leverage that's beyond kind of, your just your face, right? Exactly. So we're trying to. That's the next hurdle we have to get over is not just a brand around me, but a brand mm-hmm. that can produce tons of different content. And Love I think it. that's Love really it. the future of where the the company's going is because, you know, we want to be producing tons of channels for tons of different people um, and helping people because there's so many entertaining YouTubers out there who just don't have the knowledge base to get their content out there. And if they knew, you know, and they had the not had the resources we can provide and had the knowledge we can provide, they, they could be huge. And we feel like we can come in and step in and provide that in different ways for different channels. So we're already in the process of creating our first one, which will be like a Minecraft button. We're doing all these crazy development <laughs> ideas and hiring developers and everything else. So. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, let's move on to my favorite segment of the podcast, sure. which is the rapid fire question. I'm just going to ask you a bunch of rapid fire questions. Be prepared awesome. to answer them. We're going to go blow for blow. Some of them are going to be fun. Some of them might be really sad and heartfelt. But we'll just start from the beginning, which is... Love them. Let's go back to 2013. You're making a video. One of them finally gets 500,000. I'm guessing your channel's been monetized at this point. What's the first thing you bought with that first bit of money you got out of YouTube? So surprisingly, uh, I wasn't monetized for a long time. Um, I didn't get monetized till probably about I, I was uh, probably about 2013. But I was only probably making three or four hundred dollars a month during that time. And so I honestly saved every penny for months and months and months oh, wow. till I could buy a better gaming PC. Hell yeah! Um, Do you remember the graphics card? Uh, I think it was a 980 Ti. Nice. It's or, good old... uh, something like that. It was somewhere in that ballpark. I think it was a 980 Ti or 980. But I, I was basically, because I was running off just an old Dell computer. And you could see it in my content. <laughs> you could very much see which type of PC I was using. So it's like, I need to get rid of that because that right there was a massive barrier to entry into the right. scene was you need a good pc because if you're who wants to watch a lag laggy gameplay no one no does. one no one wants you want some high quality stuff high quality minecraft pixels right yeah, up your ex- alley <laughs> exactly so so i got i basically just saved up and bought a gaming pc um i i wasn't back then i wasn't really big on buying things for myself it was all about just reinvesting and reinvesting and reinvesting which which we highly recommend to everyone out there but on the buying front, which I think is always a fun question, you mentioned to yourself that you were looking up to some of these YouTubers. You're like, wow, they're buying nice things. They're buying cars. What What do you think is the most like absurd, frivolous, and or expensive thing that you bought that you're like, huh, mm-hmm. this sparks joy, but sort of absurd? <laughs> yeah. So luckily, I mean, uh, either I'd have to, it's either I had a, I have a BMW. So it's either my uh, M240i BMW. Great car. Um, much yeah, much cooler, the... by the way, than the Teslas that people are driving out there. Just putting it out there. Yeah, I, I also have a Tesla Model Three. So I mean, well, I, there I, we go. <laughs> I love, I love. To be honest, I actually love my Tesla more than the BMW. Really? Uh, well, those now. are yeah, fighting actually, words. Gonna... We got we'll have to send that over to Germany and let them know what they think. Yeah, I'm gonna be selling. I'm selling the BMW. So, um, but basically, the first real thing I'd say, but like cars is not like I didn't. I wasn't one of those people who bought like a hundred thousand dollar car mm-hmm. or two hundred thousand. I just. I couldn't, couldn't, couldn't bring my, it hurt me internally to do it. I was right. like, I, I can't do it. 
I just, I, all my friends were doing it at the time and I couldn't do it. They're all driving super high end supercars. I'm like, I, I just, I'm not that person. I love, I love them. I love them. But I just, I personally am not going to break my bank over that. Um, so I ended up getting a Rolex. That was kind of like nice. my, I don't need this, but I want it really bad. And that's the one I pulled the trigger on and was probably pretty upset with myself for the first, like probably two months. But after that, uh, I love it. I wear it all the time. And that was probably the, that was probably the purchase that I was like, you're an idiot, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, if, is there a game on Roblox, an experience on Roblox that you haven't been a part of and you haven't made a video about, but you're like, wow, this game's awesome. I, I really like this game. Yeah, actually, there is. Now, I've made, like, see, as, as, as someone who does Roblox, I, I kind of play every game out there. That's kind of right. my channel was I just want to play games I like on Roblox because mm -hmm. there's so many of them. Um, but, like, what's but, one that you haven't made a video about or at least yeah, not publicly? Yeah, I, I I don't believe I've done videos on this one. Uh, I, I don't, off the top of my head anyway. Uh, I believe it was, I'm trying to remember, it's, it's like Arsenal. It's an FPS game. Recoil. 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 Okay. Yeah, it's an FPS game. Doesn't have a crazy amount of players, but it's super fun. It's basically Call of Duty and Roblox. And I, I my the games I play for fun are FPS games. I'm actually not much of a Minecraft player for fun anymore. I play FPS. So well, let's actually first of all shout out to Recoil. You guys should go check it out. Let's see how what it is. Get their player numbers up and get them a little bit of a boost. But mm -hmm. when you're you're in your downtime, like like you said, like you know most. And this is like the like I think worst held secret, and I think in esports and gaming and YouTube, it's like no one does the thing that you do for a living for fun. What is your game of choice? What's the thing that you would like sit down and play if you don't have to make anything? Right now, it's Splitgate. Okay, it Break is game. Splitgate through and through. I am obsessed. Uh, Diamond one rank right now. I've been grinding hard in that. Much game. better than I am at, at shooters. <laughs> I see. <laughs> yeah, no, I love shooters. Have been that's what I've been playing since I was a kid. Truthfully, like me and my brothers growing up, that's all we played was FPS games. Minecraft was just. The, I'm known for Minecraft, but I'm an FPS gamer through and through. Oh man, your parents, uh, your father was super supportive out the gate. Has your mother come around? Oh, 100 percent, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. What? When did she come around? I think it was when the earnings weren't like 20 or 30,000 a year. It's when it was like starting to reach some of the six figure numbers. She was mm -hmm. like, Oh, this is serious. Gotcha. Like that was kind of like the realization of like, Oh, this isn't just him playing video games. Like mm -hmm. that was when she realized this must, this must be something more than just gaming. What is a classic feature of Minecraft back in the old days where it wasn't these two different Minecrafts that you wish you can bring back? Dude, I miss the old audio, <laughs> like the old school, <laughs> terrible sound bites of like when you would get hit and it was like, oof. oof. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I miss it so much. It was oh, so man. funny. It just, it added this element to the game that was dumb, but like, I, it's probably a nostalgia thing, but I just, I miss the old sounds. We'll, I miss them so much. We'll find out, you know, they're going to have to release an old school Minecraft at some point with mm -hmm. all the bugs and whistles oh. from the olden game. 100%. Um, that'd be amazing. So last question here, but I think probably the one that is most near and dear to my heart. There are a lot of kids out there, younger, older, people who like look up to you, who think of, hey, like this is success I want to achieve in my career, in my life. What's a piece of advice that you'd want to give them and that you would wish you had had when, well, and for you, it was when you were 10, 11, 12, 13. So you might have already figured it out. But like, what's a piece of advice that you yeah. wish you had heard or want to give to these kids? Don't think it's impossible. Hmm. don't think it's impossible i hear so many people say that 
like where they'll be like, I want to be a YouTuber, but it's just, it's, it's impossible without, you know, a shout out or, or help from a YouTuber in the scene. Like people only get big. This is the, the biggest one I hear is like, you only get big when you work with other YouTubers. That's not true. Right. It's, it's not true. If you're willing to put in the time and the work and the studying, cause it does take studying. Like mm -hmm. that's something people don't realize. Like if you're willing to study for it and look into YouTube analytics and figure out, Hey, I need to make sure my click through rate, my AVD and all these things are like perfect. And like how you can make that happen and you're willing to like take that step you're gonna do just fine because i know youtubers with millions of subscribers that don't do that and those people are the people that are gonna end up you know falling off when the this new train of people because it's happening and i'm seeing it happen the new people coming up are geniuses right oh my god and that's when i realized i had to step up because like in 2015 and 2014 we were doing it, it was like can we produce content let's throw it a bunch throw basically throw a bunch of stuff at the wall see what sticks that was kind of the mentality um and now you have people like dream coming into the scene who came into this with a massive content plan right up front and it worked yeah and so it, it it's showing that like if you're willing to put in the time put in the you know to make like a co proper content plan making a proper like game plan surrounding yourself with like-minded people you'll you'll succeed it's it's not a matter of if but when you know, and like, and I, even back then, like the people, and, and that even sticks for back when, like when I was doing YouTube back in 2013, 2012, all the people I was working with back then that stuck with it and didn't quit are all big YouTubers today. Mm. Every single one. Mm. So I, I love that advice in part because it goes to show just how much better people get. Like my favorite, mm -hmm. my favorite thing uh, when we worked in League of Legends was a bad mid laner in League of Legends today would crush the best mid laners six years ago because <laughs> that's just that's just a gap in terms of how much people are getting better and, and it's always right, refreshing right. to see people talk about that well now this is tallest favorite part of the podcast but you know it's a pretty good part of the podcast but just the shout Perfect. out section we don't really mm -hmm. have enough of a time to like let people shout out their favorite brands brands that sponsor them that don't sponsor them they want to sponsor them friends family colleagues whatever i'm gonna shut up floor is yours have fun ryan all you perfect I mean, I, I, if I, if I didn't do this for a shout out first, I got to give a shout out to my team first, right? Like I got to give it to the team. Nothing I do would be possible without my team. They know it. They put in hours upon hours upon hours of work and overtime to make our videos happen. And so without them, this would not be possible. Um, got to shout out my family while I'm here. Cause obviously without their support in the beginning, this definitely wouldn't be possible. Uh, and finally, you know, if I had to shout out just any brand, um, you know, I gotta I gotta give a shout out right now to uh, I've been working a lot with uh, Super League Gaming. I worked a lot with them, and I've also worked a lot with Gen G recently. Both of them have been huge supporters of our brand, especially when we were going through a rough time. Uh, they helped carry us through that rough time and get us through it. And now that we're out of it, you know, um, I still like to work with them just be because like they they helped us. <laughs> you know, you got you got to you got to make sure you you pat the back of people who help you out. So, yeah, good people pay it for. Good people. Exactly. Ryan, exactly. it's been a freaking pleasure having you on the pod. If people to find you on the internet beyond you know, YouTube or anything, where should they go? <laughs> uh my I'm most active on Twitter at Rocky. Uh pretty much all my socials are at Rocky across the board, Instagram, Twitter, obviously YouTube. So This is a man uh, who's planned this through. Just putting it out there. <laughs> yeah, so we got uh we got we got the social medias across the board and we're uh we're actually now just starting on TikTok too. So Awesome, awesome. Well and you can find me at Seth Park. You can find Tall at Tweet Tall, but you know, Go tweet at him and ask him why he's not on this episode. But with all that to say, Ryan, it's been a freaking pleasure having you on. This podcast is built 
on the backs of people who are as intentional as you. And I'm sure it's going to be inspirational to everyone who listens to it. So thank you again for coming on. Awesome. Thank you very much. I appreciate having me. And everyone out there, you know, go out there, put plans together and, and keep making cool stuff. And until next time, peace. Later, everybody.